you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it's Monday, December 4th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. Coming up on the show today, we got the latest news from a week full of injuries. What do you do if you lost Tank Dell or Ramondre Stevenson? We'll let you know. Plus, we're also breaking down some of the top performers and biggest disappointments of the week. It is the end of week 13. We've got Monday night still to come. But, man, we got a busy, busy show today. I know we like to chit-chat and have pleasantries. But let's just dive into it because uh, we got biggest takeaways from the week. We got top performers and disappointments. But we will start, as we always do, with our fantasy headlines. And another week and another big, unfortunate injury this time. It's rookie wide receiver Tank Dell for the Houston Texans. He suffered a fractured fibula in Houston's win over the Denver Broncos. Uh, Nico Collins went out and had a huge day uh, without Dell there. Look, there's no chance you're going to find Collins on your waiver wire. If you do, can I get an invite to your league? Um, So the question becomes, do we pivot to Robert Woods? Is there another Texans receiver? Or do we just look outside of Houston altogether for help? Uh, I I think the best answer is probably outside of Houston, but... To me, Noah Brown is the one that I am most interested in. He, I know he gave you zero fantasy points. So did Robert Woods this past week. But uh, Brown had more routes. He played more snaps than Robert Woods. It was also John Mechie. Three targets, but he was splitting as that third wide receiver there with Robert Woods. So he's a deeper name, as is Robert Woods. But if I'm picking up anyone here, it's Noah Brown. Yeah, I think the Brown probably is the answer here. Uh, I just wanted for old time's sakes to bring... Bobby Trees back into our lives, but uh, probably <laughs> Noah Brown is, is going to be the answer there. More than likely, you may have to mix and match for the rest of the season because you're not going to find anybody who is giving you Tank Dell's level of production. So 
Uh, an unfortunate injury at a key time, but for both fantasy and for the Houston Texans, who are still very much in the mix for a playoff spot, especially with their win over the Broncos. So wish him a speedy recovery. Hopefully he's back out there on the field next year uh, for the rest of us. Uh, it is time to adapt and try to move forward into uh, the rest of the season. Look, not to get far into it, but Hank is my size. And I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't make him a lead blocker on a goal line. Carry. That's, you know, like you don't have your small wide receiver in the scrum where a lot of big bodies are falling to the ground. I, it would not go well for me. I'll tell you that. Just a thought. Uh, Derek Carr uh, has to leave the loss for the Saints in uh, their loss to the Lions, I should say. Uh, another week where Carr just got beat up physically, maybe even emotionally, too. The Saints fans seem to have had enough of Derek Carr. Uh, he's in concussion protocol, shoulder and back injuries after taking a wicked hit from Bruce Irvin. And uh, we'll see whether or not he's able to return. Jameis Winston came in and finished the game for New Orleans. You look at their schedule in the fantasy playoffs, and it's not a terrible one. Uh, I know that nobody was really excited about playing Derek Carr in fantasy. They've got the Giants, the Rams, and the Bucks in the fantasy playoffs. Would you consider at some point maybe streaming Jameis Winston? Schedule is good, like you said, and, and I am a huge Jameis stan. I was clamoring for him to get on the field, but look, I never want to see injury, but I really wanted to see Jameis Winston play. Uh, that being said, I think Jameis is better for the Saints pass catchers than his own <laughs> fantasy uh, profile. Like he's going to throw those deep YOLO balls to Chris Olave, uh, to, to Rashid Shahid when he's active or A.T. Perry. I, I think that it just means more downfield targets, higher percentage of putting up big catches, touchdowns, stuff like that. They weren't moving the ball well with Derek Carr, but... Jameis Winston's still not going to run a whole bunch. I, I I would have to be, I think, diving deeper to get him into my lineup. Yesterday, for me, kind of felt like a monkey's paw situation where I kept sort of tweeting like, hey, we should get this to happen. And then it did, but like at the expense of something else. Ah. Uh, you know, yesterday I was like, hey, Saints, let's just have some fun and let's put Jameis in. Like, I wasn't expecting it would be because Derek Carr got hurt. I just figured he was ineffective and they yeah. would bench him <laughs> or something like that. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of with you. I mean, part of me is like, that would be fun to like roll with Jameis, say in week 17 or something like that. Uh, it's also risky because Jameis will probably give you the full Jameis experience. But as you mentioned, I do like it for Olave. I do like it for Shahid. Uh, I mean, he threw that weird cross field touchdown pass to A.T. Perry a couple of weeks ago. Those are the kind of things we want from Jameis Winston, which, by the way, I don't know if you saw, I think Michael Thomas, did he delete his account or at least make it private? Did he really? He was tweeting a lot of things during the game that uh, sort of sounded like shade at Derek Carr and the Saints offense. And I don't know that can't guard Mike uh, exists in the Twitter sphere. I just anymore. typed in can't guard Mike and it did not come up on my search. Yeah, I think he uh, I think he shut it down because he tweeted some things that probably should have been left in the drafts <laughs> uh, and Twitter saw them. And next thing you know, Can't Guard Mike no longer exists on the social media platform. Uh, so, all right, uh, moving over to Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin confirms Kenny Pickett underwent ankle surgery on Monday morning. He suffered that injury on Sunday in the loss to the Cardinals. Ian Rappaport says the hope for the team is that they don't have to put Pickett on IR, that he is back for week 18. In the meantime, it's Mitchell Palooza. Trubisky is back in our lives. So how much do we downgrade guys like Deontay Johnson, uh, George Pickens, I guess even Pat Fryermuth, now that Truth Biscuit is starting. Um, I don't think you have to downgrade them a whole bunch because we were already downgrading them with Kenny Pickett. Like, 
Uh, this it, this is worse for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but how much worse could it get? Like, <laughs> right. I, I mean, yeah, they had that one game where they topped 400 yards and scored 16 points. Great. This week they were losing down multiple scores before Kenny Pickett got hurt. Um, but I did go through the game book and pull up how much uh, Mitchell Trubisky targeted everyone. Deontay Johnson, three targets. Fryer Muth, three targets. Najee Harris, three targets. Allen Robinson, three targets. Pickett, one. Warren, one. Connor Hayward, two. Calvin Austin, one. Basically, he's going to spread the ball out, and it is terrible for everyone. That is a spray chart like no other. Uh, Here's the difference, or I guess lack of difference, is that there really, I don't think, is a huge drop-off from Kenny Pickett to to Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, I, I think, you know, there was a thought. I mean, Pickett was the incumbent, so he sort of had the job to lose. But I don't think anybody looked at it and was just like, oh, yeah, no, he's just head and shoulders better than Mitch Trubisky. So maybe there really isn't much of a drop off. But as you mentioned, if if Trubisky is going to spread the ball around like that, then it's going to be a really tough draw to try to figure anybody out. I think you're still starting Deontay. I think you're still starting Pickens. You're definitely starting Fryermuth because tight ends. But the ceiling's lower now. Would you start him this week on a short week? They might not even get to practice much with Trubisky. And then this is a game where the, the team, the Patriots, they're playing. The Chargers beat them with six points. Yeah. <laughs> like the Chargers. <laughs> Ooh, man. Um, I think I would still start them. I think some of it is some of what we saw yesterday was the Chargers own ineptness yeah. on offense. Um, you know, like, I don't know that it was all the Patriots defense that shut it down. So. Uh, yeah, I know the Steelers aren't a juggernaut offensively, but I'd like to think they could muster more than six points, even on a short week. So I, I still think I roll with them. Just understanding the ceilings lower for all of those guys. Um, one quick note about Derrick Henry. Uh, actually, yeah, one quick note about Derrick Henry. He left the game in the third quarter against the Colts with what was being called a concussion. However, Mike Vrabel came out on Monday morning and said that Henry is not in the concussion protocol, that he had a workout. He felt fine. They will monitor him through the week. The Titans play on Monday night. Uh, by the way, there are two Monday night games. We'll get to that a little later in the week. But they play the Dolphins on Monday night. So still some time for Henry to get healthy. We will monitor that and we'll let you know if there are any updates uh, as we get later on in the week. Talking about the Patriots and the Steelers on Thursday night football and some worrying news for the Patriots. Ramondre Stevenson left the game in the first quarter with an ankle injury. I mentioned my monkey's paws tweets uh, I was like, hey, let's just run the Wildcat to Ramondre Stevenson and just feed him touches. And then he fumbled and got hurt on the same play. So I guess that was the universe punishing me for asking for Ramondre Stevenson to get the ball. <laughs> uh, um, we've been saying it's Stevenson season for a while now. Does this mean it's Zeke season? I was trying to figure out a clever way to work <laughs> that in, but I couldn't. I, I think it is. Like in this game alone, Zeke played uh over 70% of the snaps, 17 carries, five targets. Like, that sort of volume, I think, keeps him in play. The Steelers haven't been great against the running backs. And, again, I, I worry about how many – I don't worry. I don't think the Steelers are going to, like, light up the scoreboard. So, it'll be a game where Zeke could either get carries, and if they're trailing, they'll just dump the ball off to him. Yeah, I think he's in play this week because of volume. I think volume is sort of the key. And I keep trying to sort of – shoehorn him into some lineups. I mean, in some deeper leagues that I'm in, I keep trying to shoehorn him in and it's never great. And I think I realized that early in the season when they played the Cowboys and they didn't load him up with touches then, like in a revenge game situation, you're not going to load up Zeke. Uh, that let me know that it's not going to happen for him. This I got year. so lucky in the league this week because of buys. I needed to, I have Ramondre and I just needed another flex. So I threw in Zeke mm-hmm. and I, it kind of worked it's out worked because out. it's better than just taking the two points that Stevenson would have given. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, keep an eye on that. We'll find out a little bit more, obviously, as the week goes along. But short week for the Patriots. 
So it may not be possible for Stevenson to get back on the field. Let's get to some of the big things that we learned from this week. Our takeaways from week 13 with one more game still to be played. Uh, we were worried that, you know, what's going to happen with the, the, the Dolphins backfield this week? Oh, Devon A. Chang. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, two must-start running backs in this backfield. I know that Moster got to work early on. Even when the starters were in, though, HN had more fantasy points because he is so explosive. In the four games that they have played together this year, four full games, and yeah, they've been a lot of blowouts and HN left early, so it's hard to get exactly how they're going to manage this backfield, but HN has more carries in those games. They split targets down the middle. HN has 21 or more in all four of those games and is averaging 31 fantasy points per game. Mostert, on the other hand, is averaging a modest 19.7 points per game in those four games. So, yeah, you start both of them. This is the best rushing attack in the league. They lead the league in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. They're up there in, in receiving stats. You play them both. Yeah, I think you definitely play both of these guys. And I yeah, I kind of saw this coming. I, I said on Friday on Fantasy Live, like, start HN, start whatever other running back plays. If it's a chance, start him. If it was Jeff Wilson, start him. And that pretty much worked out uh, the way I thought it was going to go. For me, Debo Samuel's out here snatching chains again. He spent all offseason and then all week talking trash about the Eagles, saying Brad, James Bradbury is trash, and then went out and backed it up. But it's more than just that. It's really over the last few weeks. In fact, since Samuel has come back from injury, he's been incredibly efficient. He's averaging more than 12 yards uh, of yak per touch because they're getting him the ball in space. They're moving him around the formation, just trying to set up mismatches. We saw plenty of that on Sunday against the Eagles. So he's not getting a ton of volume necessarily. I mean, he's only getting, say, nine or ten touches a game, if that. But they're using him out of the backfield. They're using him out wide in the slot, wherever they feel like they can get him the best opportunity. And then he's doing a ton with it after the catch. The Niner offense is clicking in a big way right now. And when you've got Ayuk and CMC and George Kittle, it's just one more thing to use. And so where I thought Debo was a good real life player and maybe so-so for fantasy, uh, the way the Niners offense is rolling right now, Debo is crushing in every aspect at this point. Yeah, like he's he has gone full game breaker mode yeah. right now. Just just completely a game breaker. Uh, meanwhile, the matchup between the Packers and the Chiefs on Sunday night, one of the quarterbacks had a great game. It was not necessarily the one we thought was going to be. No, Jordan Love has arrived, and Jordan Love is a QB1 for fantasy purposes the rest of the way. In the last month, he's averaging 22 fantasy points per game with over 20 in three of them, uh, almost 290 passing yards per game, 10 touchdowns in that span with at least two in every game. In that four-game stretch, he is top uh, five in yards, touchdowns, passer rating, EPA. He is off the charts right now, and I'm getting a lot of questions like, can I play Jordan Love over Justin Herbert? Can I play Jordan Love over Patrick Mahomes? It sounds crazy to say, but I don't really think it's all. Maybe Mahomes, but him <laughs> over Herbert, I, I would do that this week. Yeah, I... It's getting hard to, to get away from Jordan Love. And I thought this was a week that maybe he would come back to earth. I was worried about him, but uh, he went out and played well against a good defense. So maybe he really is a thing. Last one for me. Like it or not, Najee Harris is Pittsburgh's RB1. He is their lead running back. And every single week, you see the arguments across social media of Jalen Warren's more talented. Why don't they get more touches for Jalen Warren? Sure, we can sit here and argue that all day, but at some point we have to accept the fact that this is the role and this is the distribution of labor that these Steelers really choose. And they've changed offensive coordinators and play callers, and it still remains the same. 
Najee Harris is the guy that's getting the most snaps. He's the guy getting the most opportunities, whether it's whether it's carries, whether it's targets. He's the one that they are giving the first crack at. He's the one who's getting the goal line opportunities. And so in a way, it sort of feels like us shouting into the wind with Arthur Smith, too. We might want Bijan Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts to get all these opportunities. It's not happening. Similarly in Pittsburgh, for as much as we want to argue about whether or not Jalen Warren is more talented, and I'll concede that he might be, it doesn't matter if the Steelers aren't going to use him that way. So uh, I think this is just where we are right now. It's not a terrible thing. The Steelers have a really good fantasy playoff schedule. I think both guys are in the mix, but let's just not all of a sudden expect that one day uh, the Steelers are going to say, hey, you know what, Jalen Warren, you get 25 touches. It's just not going to happen. Najee is the safer play for volume each week, I would say, and I think he brings a safer floor. Jalen Warren is like that lower floor but higher ceiling play, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of where we are right now. So, uh, But again, schedule's really good uh, in the fantasy playoffs, so uh, maybe it doesn't matter and both those guys end up being startable. Speaking of guys being startable, we got our top performers, the guys who really went big this past weekend and our disappointments, the guys who uh, left us maybe saying naughty words at the television. Stick around for that and more coming up on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Top performers for week 13 heading into the Monday night game. Geno Smith going back to Thursday night. 30 points. I left him sitting on a bench in one league. Yay. Because uh, I didn't think he'd do anything against the Cowboys, but he went big. Alvin Kamara, the couple of touchdowns on the ground. Also 58 receiving yards. Nearly 29 for him. DK Metcalf. Uh, I think Florio's mentions are still hearing about that one. Six <laughs> for 134 and three tutties. 37.4 points. Sam Laporta. Uh, continuing his excellent rookie season, nine for 140 and a touchdown. That was good for 29 points. Brandon Aubrey with four field goals, three extra points. That was 15 points there. And the Charger defense against the inept Patriots offense. Five sacks, a fumble recovery, and zero points allowed. That was good for 17. So that gets us into some of our top performers for the week. We talked about Tank Dell and his unfortunate season-ending injury. Uh, but Nico Collins had himself a day. 
12 targets, nine catches, a buck 91 and one. While I'll take, I took the L for DK. I was hyping up Nico and tank and, and this Texans passing attack. And I like, this is the thing. His high game before CJ Stroud got there was 82. He's four games over hundred this year. Almost had 200 yesterday. Gets the Jets next week. Very tough matchup. But how are you going to get away from Nico Collins, CJ Stroud and them right now? I think you just start them and understand the floor is lower. But hey, the upside is still sky high. Absolutely sky high for Nico Collins. Uh, and you imagine it just continues to stay high now that there's no tank down for the rest of the year. James Conner. Had himself a revenge game opportunity this past week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I admit that I was not concerned, or I was not the confident, I should say, in James Conner. I was very worried. I had to start him in a few leagues, and boy, did that work out. 105 rushing yards, two touchdowns. What worried me about Connor was that he hadn't been efficient the last couple of weeks. And on top of it, we were seeing other guys work in. The Cardinals went out and they added Michael Carter. They were giving him touches. Imari DiMercato was back into the mix getting opportunities. Uh, Kyler Murray is back and he was starting to run as well. It just seemed like the pie was being cut too many different ways. And the Steelers had been pretty good against running backs. Uh, but James Connor said to hell with all that. Uh, I'm going to go out and get my revenge, a couple of touchdowns. And so uh, for those of you that were forced into starting him, congratulations. Uh, I will say that I started him, but not because I thought that this was going to happen at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to plug him in in a league and I, I was hoping for, you know, it's just like 10 points and he came through with a whole lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Big day for uh, James Conner. Uh, the first quarter, people had a lot of negative tweets about Brock Purdy. From quarters two through four, they had to delete those tweets about Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. And Brock Purdy was someone that I was talking up any chance I got last week. And and just for a while now, like, uh, I, I know I was the Brock Purdy doubter uh, from a real life purpose. But for fantasy all year, I've been saying, like, the points count the same. And that's what people, like, were tweeting me saying, like, oh, it's all Debo. Who cares? 29.5 fantasy points. He is... The QB2 on the week, he has more fantasy points and points per game than Patrick Mahomes this year. Uh, a bunch of big games. I know he had a down game on Thanksgiving because he didn't have to throw a whole bunch. I think Brock Purdy's reached the point, though, where you just start him each and every week because the upside is very, very high. Yeah, I mean, it's just so high right now. The Niner offense is just crushing. Um, they had that three-game losing streak. They got to the bye. Uh, since then, they have been on fire, so it's hard to get away from Purdy. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Which congratulations to Alvin Kamara because he is now the man with the most rushing touchdowns in the history of the New Orleans Saints franchise. So congrats to Kamara on that. Uh, continues to just do it very, very well. And look, you know, it's funny because we don't get a ton of the big blow up games from Kamara the way we did earlier in his career. But he continues to be consistent, especially in an offense that really isn't generating a whole lot. Now, curious to see how this sort of works down the stretch if the, uh, Derek Carr is forced to miss an extended amount of time. And we get to Jameis Winston because, I mean, remember, Jameis is the king of the YOLO ball. He may not be much of a check down guy. So I don't know how many targets Alvin Kamara is going to get. Uh, but, I mean, Florida, look, over 100 scrimmage yards, uh, finds the end zone. He's getting targets. He's catching the football. Um, and chances are, if you drafted him, you were able to get him at a severe discount because of that suspension to start the season. Uh, he really has become one of the bigger values across fantasy football this year. Oh, yeah. He, I, I, 
have a lot of teams where the first couple of weeks it looked rough at the running back spot, but then he's come on and has been a top like top five, maybe even better since he's been back. Yeah, he's uh, he's been outstanding since uh, since he's come back from that suspension. Meanwhile, uh, Sam Laporta's Iowa Hawkeyes did not score a point at all in the Big Ten championship game against Michigan. Sam Laporta by himself had more points uh, than his than his alma mater did this week. Sam Laporta this season has more fantasy points than every tight end but TJ Hawkinson and Travis Kelsey. That's how good he has been. Uh, 140 yards, nine catches, and a touchdown this week. Second rookie tight end ever with 140 and a touchdown in a game. Travis Kelsey is the only other tight end to do that this season. He is tied for the league lead amongst tight ends in, in touchdowns. I know I've been giving uh, a lot of love to Dalton Kincaid and Trey McBride as of late, but Sam Laporta was my first love this season, and uh, I have a lot of fantasy teams with him, and it has been awesome. I mean, look, I like Sam Laporta. I will admit that I had him as a late pick. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a sleeper tight end. I didn't think we'd be talking about him as literally an elite-level tight yeah. end in year one. Uh my last one here is Mike Evans, and this is a combination uh, apology and appreciation for Mike Evans. I said before the season that his run of thousand yard seasons was going to end this year. I mean, how could it not? Right. He had Baker Mayfield as the quarterback they were losing Tom Brady. There was no chance that Mike Evans was going to continue to be a 1000 yard receiver. And yet here we are. Mike Evans has gone over a thousand yards yet again every season of his career. Uh, Mike Evans has been over a thousand yards, call it 10 straight years that he has done this, uh, continues to be outstanding, top of his game. You've said it before, Florio. He loses Tom Brady, he gets even better because. <laughs> Because uh, Baker Mayfield is just going to, you know, F it. Mike is down there somewhere, and it has really worked out in a big way. So I apologize for doubting you. Uh, and I'm going to remember this. I'm going to store this away in a memory bank. So next year, I'm not going to be the person fading Mike Evans uh, when it comes to fantasy drafts. Dang, I made that same mistake as you. One thing that I don't think was a mistake uh, was being high on Austin Eckler coming into this year. But, man, it has not worked out. Uh, three straight games in single-digit fantasy points. Like season low, uh, 4.7 this past week. And I, I dove into his numbers a bit. This year, just 5% of his runs have gone for 10 or more yards. It was 11% last year. His speed, his average speed, and his top speed are both lower than what it was last year. 24% target rate. It was 32% last year. His yak on a per-catch basis is down. The touchdowns are down. That's not his fault. That's because his offense isn't moving the ball, isn't giving him the opportunities to score, you know, 20 touchdowns a, a year right now. But th with the speed down and everything else down, I have big questions if Austin Eckler is fully healthy or if this ankle is still completely hampering him and his performance right now. But for fantasy purposes, like he has a really good schedule the rest of the way. He gets the Broncos this week, which is the best matchup for a running back and, and sees double digit carries and six or more targets pretty much on a weekly basis. I think you're just handcuffed here. I know it it stinks what you're getting out of Austin Eckler, but given the schedule and the volume, I don't see how you sit him either. That's the thing is that you're sort of tied to him at this point, right? Because, I mean, one, trade deadline has passed in most leagues, so you can't really trade him. You're certainly not going to put him back out on the waiver wire. And as you mentioned, the opportunities that he gets are generally so numerous that you can't really get away from him. Even as poorly as he ran the ball yesterday, he had 14 carries. 
Um, the target numbers are down a little bit over where they have been in the past. That's a little bit worrisome, but you just sort of have to keep plugging him in, I guess, and hoping that it gets better because chances are you don't have another running back that has the ceiling uh, that Austin Eckler does. That's the frustrating part. For me, Terry McLaurin, huge disappointment because he had the same number of catches as all of us sitting in this room right now. Uh, and But it also sort of goes to show that the Washington offense is really hard to figure. Sam Howell as among the league leaders in passing, did not have a great day on Sunday, but is among the league leaders in passing. But the ball is going so many places, right? I mean, McLaurin gets gets his most weeks, uh, but there's Jahan Dotson, there's Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas is getting targets. Uh, they'll get Brian Robinson in there. By the way, he did leave the game with an injury. We'll keep an eye on that. Brian Robinson, Austin, uh, Antonio Gibson, so many places to go with the football that it really is hard to sort of figure out what's going on. And I think it was... Uh, Dwayne McFarland uh, over at Fantasy Life pointed out the fact that, you know, if you would have told somebody that uh, Sam Howell was going to be the league leader in passing and throwing for 300 yards a game, you would love Terry McLaurin, except McLaurin has his lowest yards per game total receiving as he has in his career. So there's just no telling what to do with this offense. I I, I got a lot of tweets about this because it's no surprise, Scary Terry. I'm a big Scary Terry fan uh, and have been advocating a lot for him, but I think we've reached a point where he's just kind of a boomer bust wide receiver three and not someone that you need to start each week. Yeah, that's that's rough. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Be sure to listen tomorrow. We're answering your questions. Plus, Matt Okada is going to drop by with his top waiver wire targets of the week. Stay happy, safe and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.